Hey, hey, my people. Welcome back. Hey, hey, my people. I don't know. Do you guys like that greeting? Hello, my friend. You guys, okay, it won't ever get less awkward to say hi to you when you're not actually in front of me. So anyways, but I love that you are here to listen today. I am super jazzed and I hope that this episode helps you guys out. You guys, I'm really excited. Today's episode is about you know, when you're not feeling the fruit of the spirit. Okay. So the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I believe sometimes in the Christian community, we can condemn ourselves like I'm doing something wrong. I'm not feeling joy. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not feeling love. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not feeling gentle or I'm not feeling self-control. And I I think I want to, this episode, explore that maybe we're not doing anything wrong. Maybe there's other reasons why we're not experiencing the fruit of the spirit. And so I just want to gently and lovingly explore those things so we can continue to unpack and stop being so gosh dang condemning of ourselves. And so anyways, that's my mission right now on the planet. I don't know what it'll be in a month, but right now my mission is to help us all to walk out of judgment and condemnation and into grace and love and the truth of who you are. So let's dig in. Welcome to a holy mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Okay, hello, my friends. So let's talk about the fruit of the spirit. I know I just said it in the intro, but let me just read it to you again. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And some of us, we really struggle day in and day out judging ourselves because we're not necessarily feeling all of these or even some of these, right? And so I wanted to talk about this concept that I felt like I learned, gosh, maybe a few years ago, and it's really, really helped me. It's like a diagnostic tool to help me figure out where I'm at, okay? And so I want to tell a story first because, first of all, it's hilarious. Second of all, I think I can tie it into this, but I've really just been dying to tell this story on the podcast, and I was reminded of it last week. And every time I think of it, you guys, I don't care how sad or how much I'm struggling or how upset I am about something, it makes me laugh, like gut laugh. And So, and I'm going to tie it in, I promise, okay? But this story is too funny not to share. So my parents are awesome human beings. They are hilarious. They are from upstate New York. I'm from upstate New York, Buffalo, which, Lord Jesus, pray for Buffalo. Let's just pray for the racial divide and all that stuff going on in our country. But it breaks my heart about what happened in Buffalo, you know, last week. And so, well, Lord, we just be with those families who lost people, God all of them. Just be with everybody involved, Lord, and uh, just bring your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. You don't know what I'm talking about. There was a mass shooting in Buffalo. Okay. So my parents are from upstate New York. My dad was a Buffalo police officer, Buffalo PD, and my mom was still, I mean, she's just, she's from upstate New York. She's hilarious. They have accents. They're 
generous as can be. They're set in their ways as can be. They are, I've come so, like, I love these people. They're just, they're hilarious. Okay. And they drive me crazy at times. Okay. But that's a whole other story. So my parents, the last 10 years or so, maybe 15 years, they had a house in Buffalo and then a house in California. And so they, their house in Buffalo was on the Niagara River, which was gorgeous and beautiful three months out of the year. I'll add that little caveat, but it was gorgeous and it was incredible. So they'd spend actually about six months back there and then they'd fly back and live in California for six months. And they did this for years and years, right? And it was wonderful and awesome. Well, about eight years ago, my parents had the idea of buying a motorhome and instead of flying back and forth, they were going to just drive the motorhome, this big 32 foot motorhome or whatever. I don't know motorhomes, but it was a big one. Okay. It was nice. It slept like, I think, six people. It was great. It was wonderful. Okay. So they bought this motorhome and my brothers and I, we were super excited because we're like, that's super cool. Like they're actually going to like take some time. And my dad's been literally a workaholic since the day he was born. The dude, he's just worked so hard. And I remember growing up, he had like three jobs so we could play sports, you know, and even though he's a police officer, they didn't pay very well. We don't pay law enforcement nor teachers enough. So, but you know, my dad, he worked three jobs and And then he retired from the police force. We moved out to California and then he had this big security firm. Anyways, that's not the part of the story I want to tell. The part of the story I want to tell was my parents who my dad finally retired, which it took forever. And which, by the way, he still had a business going on. Some people just don't retire. Okay, that'll probably be me and my husband. So I shouldn't make fun of them. They bought this motorhome. They're going to drive back from New York to California and they're going to see the country along the way. Right. They've They've been in a hurry their whole life, so they're just going to slow down and see the country. And they take off from Buffalo and like, you know, we're talking to them along the way. And day two, I'm like, man, so how's it going? Like, how is it going sleeping in the motorhome? And you got to understand, we didn't camp as kids. Like, we didn't really vacation when we did. We lived in New York. We came to California to visit my uncle and my cousins. We flew. You know, we, we weren't the family that like went on vacations and, and did all this sort of, you know, explore the country type of thing. Okay. The only time we traveled really was for sports uh, events, you know, when my brothers or myself were in tournaments. So day two, like, how's it going? Like, I can't believe it. Like, how is it sleeping in the motorhome? And my mom was like, oh, we're not sleeping in this thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, no, we stay at hotels. Mom, you bought a motorhome and you're staying in hotels. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm not sleeping in this thing. Like, no way. I'm not, I need a hotel room. I need a big shot, like all this stuff. And Trust me, she's not spoiled at all. It was more just hilarious that, and they're probably staying at like Motel 6. It's like day three, day four, they're still staying in hotels every single night that they have this motorhome and they're driving home. And so like by day four, I'm like, so you just basically was so you could pack more, right? So you didn't have to like ship stuff back to California and back to Buffalo. You just put it in the motorhome and all your tchotchkes and, and all that. And my mom is a collector of things. and. There's another word I could call it, but I won't. We tease her about it, but she's incredible. You guys, it's, she's hilarious. She's awesome. I'm a collector of things too. You should see my office. Okay. About day five comes along and she calls and she's like, Danielle, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, what? And she goes, the motor home broke down and we have to sleep in this thing tonight. And I'm so mad at your father. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, it was hilarious. So they had to sleep in the motor home and It just, it makes me laugh my head off because my parents ended up driving it from Buffalo to California one time. And then my parents sold the motorhome. Like literally, 
it was never used the way it was intended to be used. And the point of this story, they bought this motorhome and the motorhome was never used the way it was intended to be used, which is a funny story, right? But it got me thinking and it has me thinking all the time. What in my life am I not using with the right intent, right? And one of the things I wanted to talk about was scripture in general. Okay, really quick, just a little caveat. You guys, scripture, I don't think was ever intended to condemn us or to make us feel like junk, okay? Or to put this like heavy yoke upon us, like I will never live up to these expectations, okay? Scripture was created, I believe, with the intent as like a flashlight for us of like, this is the intent, this is the heart, and it's a way for us to look at life and be like, huh, I wonder, I wonder what's going on in my heart, in my life. And if we can look at the fruit of the spirit, not as a way to condemn ourselves when we're not feeling love, when we're not feeling joy, when we're not feeling peace, when we're not feeling patient, right? Because I know people who say like, man, I don't have the fruit of the spirit. Like, and then they're so mad at themselves and they're angry and it just perpetuates the lack of the fruit of the spirit, right? Where instead of condemning ourselves for not having those things, How about if we look at it as a way of a tool of enlightening us? Like, huh, I wonder why. Like, can we actually dig deeper to what is going on within us versus condemning ourselves? And so that's the way I feel like I wanted to talk about the fruit of the spirit today. And this is something that's really been on my heart and my mind. And I just wrapped up about a month ago, this group, it was a Bible study, I guess you could call it, but it really was kind of this coaching thing. Like we did it together and we did this, I don't even want to call it a mastermind. I don't know how to call it. I don't know what to call it yet. Okay. But it was awesome. There was, it was two different sets of women that we did this with. And we started to unpack some of this stuff. And one of the sessions that I brought up was using the fruit of the spirit as a diagnostic tool to figure out what's really going on in us so that in hope we can actually experience more love and more joy and more self-control and more gentleness and more faithfulness, and more goodness, and more kindness, and more peace, and more patience, right? So if we can actually look at the fruit of the Spirit, not as some way to condemn ourselves for not having it, but as a diagnostic tool of like, huh, that's interesting. That's fascinating. I wonder why I'm not feeling that right now, okay? So with that in mind, and that paradigm in mind, I believe there are three main barriers for us to encountering, and for us to feel those things that are a part of the fruit of the Spirit, right? As we dive in today, I want to say a quick prayer. So, Father God, I just ask you, Lord, to speak through your scripture. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to enlighten us and to lead us and to guide us. And I thank you for who you are in our lives and for what you want to do as we draw close to you. Thank you for drawing close to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe there are three main things, and I I want to dive into those three, but I also want to mention You guys, seriously, if you have a chemical imbalance or a biological imbalance or a hormonal imbalance, you're going through menopause or or anything else like that, like you guys, we are really affected physiologically and emotionally. Like it's all connected, right? We are, our minds, our hearts, our emotions, and our bodies are all intertwined. And if you're going through like a chronic pain thing, that could be inhibiting the fruit of the spirit, like feeling these things as well. And so I just, I want you to have compassion for yourself if you do have chemical or biological or hormonal imbalances, or if you're struggling with like a chronic pain thing, that could be the reason why you're not feeling some of the fruit of the spirit. And 
when we beat ourselves up for these things, it just piles on the shame and the frustration and the condemnation. And there's no help in that. So if you can just breathe into that and go, huh, I wonder if I do, if it is, has something to do with my chronic pain. I've, you know, whatever, someone has Crohn's disease or they have lupus or even like a bad hip, right? (laughs) I mean, a physical pain can really affect us. And so I just wanted you to have compassion there. Okay. So that's, that's just kind of a, it's not really a, a barrier. I think it's like an overarching, just be aware. Okay. If you have one of those things, that could be what's inhibiting you from experience the fruit of the spirit. And honestly, just acknowledging that might usher in more times of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? And so, and there's things that we can do through prayer and through meditation and through community and communing with one another and just different things we can do to experience those things that we can dive into in more episodes as well. And also, honestly, the spiritual intentions framework that I created, that was one of those hopes was that people could learn to build into their life these practices to encounter more of God and to encounter more of his acceptance and his love and his grace. Okay. And so that, that could be helpful as well. So let's get to the three main other barriers that I think are really big deals and that I think it just helps us figure out what's going on. If you are struggling with feeling the fruit of the spirit, okay, and all that God has for you in your life, it could be one of three things, three other things that I think are really major that we need to at least acknowledge, okay, acknowledge and validate and then figure out where to go from here and how to deal with those things, okay? Number one, I think it's things that we have done. If you are struggling with regret, with self-hatred, with remorse, even if you're currently in a situation and you're just beating yourself up for that situation, that is seriously a big inhibitor of why you may not be experiencing the fruit of the Spirit. You guys, regret can be just absolutely gut-wrenching and pervasive and awful. And I just encourage you to acknowledge it. Like if you're struggling with regret, acknowledge it, journal it, bring someone else into that struggle. I don't care if you have to write me an email at hello at dannysumner.com, D-A-N-I, S is in Sam, U is in umbrella, M is in Mary, N is in Nancy, E-R.com. If you just need to get it off your chest, it's a safe space. I am not a therapist. I won't give you advice. I won't counsel you in any way, but if you just need a safe space to send something to, get it off your chest, okay? You do not need to live with that junk alone. I promise you, okay? Or a trusted community or join a recovery group, like something to start working through the things that you have done that is inhibiting you from all the joy and all the hope and all the love that you deserve and stop punishing yourself. You guys, you do not We do not need to punish ourselves. You guys, I punished myself for so long for things that I had done. And it just, it's mind boggling. Now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was never Jesus's intent. We were never meant to crucify ourselves. I just, I think that's really important. You can also find a great therapist, find a great pastor, a trusted one who carries compassion and love and grace in their heart through their life experience and and all of that. And And so anyway, so just begin to think about, could it be something that you've done that you're holding yourself hostage about, right? Because some of us feel like we don't deserve love and joy and peace because of things we've done. Okay. That's, that's what we wrestle with. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. I promise you, doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been, you deserve love and joy and peace in your heart. Okay. Jesus wants to usher that stuff in and, and all of that through compassion and 
I say this scripture all the time, but Romans 2 talks about loving kindness leads to repentance. Loving kindness leads to compassion. Like all of this, it's, it's finding the deeper reasons of why we did the things that we've done and then finding compassion and accepting God's love and his grace and his compassion. Because if Jesus isn't holding it against you, why should we hold it against ourselves, right? And so anyway, so the things that we've done. Number two, this is a huge, huge, huge barrier. Things that others have done to us. Holy moly, this one held me hostage for years and years, right? There's things that were done, you know, throughout our lives. People have betrayed us. People have talked behind our back. We didn't get the opportunity we thought we should. We were dealt the wrong deck in life, right? Childhood stuff. Oh my gosh. And especially, I just, I want to be very gentle here, but if you've experienced any sexual trauma or sexual abuse or anything like that, you guys, that is like, that's the big leagues. It's very rough. And so those things can really be an inhibitor and a barrier of experiencing peace and love and joy. And, but you guys, there is hope. I promise you, you are not disqualified from experiencing hope and joy and love and peace and all of the fruit of the spirit. You are not disqualified because of someone else who ransacked your life or your mind or your heart or your body or anything. And I just want to sit with you in that for a moment and just let you know you are not alone and that there is hope for more peace and more purpose on your life. You guys, it's a hard one. It's very hard. So, and then sometimes when we struggle with things that people have done to us, we hold ourselves accountable and we start thinking some of it was our fault. And when the reality is some of the things that were done to you, you had no control over. And that's not to help us feed our self-pity or our self-loathing or our victimhood, right? But there's something in validating that, that you can actually stand up, right? There's that part of the scripture where Jesus asks, like, do you want to be healed? Get off your mat. Let's go. Take it with you and go. I love that story in the scriptures because he says, take the mat with you. I believe the mat represents all of the things that have been done to us, all the, the crud and all the stuff that held all of our broken pieces, all the things that we had done that probably piled onto it. But Jesus says, takes that with you as a remembrance of how far I've brought you. And I'm going to teach you to walk again. And I'm going to give you purpose and in, in all of that. And you guys, it's a one day at a time choice. I mean, it's absolutely a one day at a time choice to pick up those mats and to walk and to walk into more freedom and more peace and more community and all that. And I am not naive to the fact that like some of these things, they're not going to change. Like they're not going to be teleported out of these things. There are some of these things that will affect you the rest of your life, but it will also give you such wisdom and such compassion and such empathy and such purpose to be able to help somebody, right? You may never completely speak about what happened to you, but I'm telling you, you are going to have compassion for people and be able to have empathy and be that love and that grace for somebody who's walking through a hell of their own because of what you have endured. You guys, and that is, I mean, that is miraculous. That is absolutely magical. Those times that I have with people, I wouldn't trade them for anything. I wouldn't, I look back at my life now and some of the suffering that I've endured, you know, even at the hands of other people. And I look back and sure, I, I hate that I had to go through that. I hate that I had to experience that. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for how far God has brought me. And I've seen love and compassion in tangible ways from human beings who have sat with me and heard my story and that I, in turn, have gotten to sit with other people and to hear their story. That's holy ground. And that, my friends, is manna from heaven. Okay, so if you are struggling 
sit with somebody else who is struggling, that you can hold that space for them, you will be fed for a week. I promise you, it's, it's absolutely miraculous. It's wonderful. But be patient with yourself. Be gracious with yourself. You've been through hell. Things have been done to you that Jesus would have never wanted nor chosen. And so just find that, that place of compassion and grace for yourself in that. So that's number two. So again, we're talking about the three barriers that inhibit us at times from experiencing the fruit of the Spirit, right? And I believe the third one, and this is a big one, and this is a complicated one that we're going to talk about more and more. And like I said, we just had that conversation with Hannah Warren, the therapist on, and she mentioned grief. You guys, grief can be a huge inhibitor of God's love and his grace and his mercy and his His like peace for our hearts in a day-to-day life. And especially when grief is ungrieved, <laughs> ungrieved grief is the worst because it gets lodged in us and we have no place to put it. So if if we can learn how to grieve, and it's funny, I just literally wrote an email to a friend and I was saying, I feel like life is like a grief marathon. And I don't mean like, oh my gosh, we're going to be depressed and upset our whole lives. But if we can learn to grieve things well, grieve loss, it won't get stuck within our hearts and minds and we won't be latched on to self-pity and self-hatred and and regret. We won't latch on to these things because we're just allowing it to flow through it. If we can just acknowledge it and validate it, like, yeah, gosh, I did some awful things. Whew, holy moly. All right, breathe it out. Lord, I'm going to receive your grace and your forgiveness again, and I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go make dinner for my family, and I'm going to go love my kids, and I'm going to go love my husband, and I'm going to go do my work, and I'm going to go on a walk, right? And I'm going to cognitively take action to help myself walk through this. There's so much more. And when grief gets lodged into us over something that someone else has done, right, some loss that Life will never be the same. And if you've lost a child in a tragic way, or you've lost a spouse in a tragic way, or or a near and dear loved one in a tragic way, you know what I'm talking about. Like this grief, it's chronic. It never goes away. It may get easier. There may be some days that are easier, but it's always with you. And that's where we have to find even compassion for ourselves because we experience grief. That doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong either. And it doesn't mean that we're forsaken or forgotten or we're on the wrong boat in life. You guys, we're all in the same boat. It rains on the just and the unjust. There's just hard things in all of our lives. And some of you have endured some serious hell. And to find compassion for yourself and to walk with tender, loving care, like, oh my gosh, it's hard because it's hard. It's hard because of what you've endured. It's hard because of what you're enduring. And just to validate it within yourself and then to take the next step and let another human being who is safe and loving and compassionate and spirit-filled sit with you in that and to carry that with you. Oh my gosh, you guys, that's miraculous. And that takes time. And if you don't have that, you're like, Danny, great for you. So glad you've got people in your life. Well, you guys, I didn't for years. It takes time. Be patient with yourself. Be patient as those people come into your life, but be aware they will come into your life. I promise you, God wants us to walk in community. And if you have one or two that you can walk with, holy moly, count yourself blessed, okay? And some of those people you'll meet in a recovery room. I've had the most amazing conversations with people. I don't even know their last name, okay? But it was through a recovery subject or a recovery conversation that we had. We connected on a heart level. We had the best conversation, and then we went our separate ways. And you guys, it fed their soul. It fed my soul. And it just connected us, connected me more to humanity. 
And that's what it's about because these traumas, these dramas, these griefs, it disconnects us not only from humanity, but you guys, it, it disconnects us from ourselves. Like our souls need to know that we are safe and that we can come back and, and live life and that there's more for us, no matter what grief, no matter what sadness, no matter what tragedy that you're carrying. And you guys, I am not minimizing anything that you have walked through or that you are walking through. And if you hear anything but like love and compassion, please forgive me. I just want you to know that there is hope and that there is, there's connection and community and love for you to experience the fruit of the spirit. And that doesn't mean you're going to always feel the whole fruit of the spirit. You're not going to always feel love. This morning, I was not feeling love. I was struggling. I'm struggling with some things going on, even politically right now. I can't even watch the news. I And I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm so upset. And I've had to like find grace and compassion for people, even politically, right? And so that's a whole other podcast episode. But all I'm saying is don't have too high expectations that you're supposed to feel the whole fruit of the spirit all the time, or you're doing something wrong. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And don't let the devil have that foothold because life is full of disappointment and frustration and heartache. What Jesus expresses and what Jesus promises us is that the Holy Spirit resides within us to help us get through these things, to make the next right step and to build a community and to find some love and some joy and some peace and some laughter again. You will laugh again. You will have joy again. You will have peace again. I read a quote this morning and then I'm going to wrap this episode up because we went a little bit long, but there's a quote I read this morning. It's by Peter Levine. He says, each of us must take the responsibility for healing our own traumatic injuries. We must do this for ourselves, for our families, and for the society at large. In acknowledging our need for connection with one another, we must enlist the support of our communities in this recovery process. I love that quote. I absolutely love it. And one of the things that I just want to highlight in this quote is each of us must take responsibility for the healing of our own traumatic injuries. A lot of our trauma or a lot of our stuff that has affected us in life, we had no control over. But what we do have control over is how do we move forward? How do we move forward? And some of being able to move forward is to go back and to acknowledge it and to rehash it and to write about it and to go to a therapist about it if you need to and to process it so that you can therefore move forward and to you have that power to find more healing for yourself. Like you have that power. You do not need to live under the, the cloud or the umbrella of victim your whole life. And take that from somebody who lived there for a very long time. I set up camp under victim for way too long. Okay. And so I just, I don't want you to suffer like I did. I, I undoubtedly suffered way too long. Pain is not optional on this planet. I've heard it said, but suffering is. And some of the things we do piles on the suffering. And so I just wanted to encourage you, you guys, you do have power. You do have the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within you too. And you will get through whatever you are walking through. And so I just want to wrap this up by saying, let's look at the fruit of the Spirit as a diagnostic tool. If we're not feeling some of these things, at least some of the time, what could be those barriers? And again, with the caveat of if you've got a chemical or biological hormonal imbalance or a chronic illness type thing, that could be in and of itself why you're struggling. However, I do believe even with those things, you can still experience joy and love and peace and purpose for sure. Oh my gosh. And sometimes just having purpose and helping others and doing that, that ushers in the peace and the joy and the hope. Does that make sense? So 
it, you might just need to work backwards, right? Like I know a lot of us want to feel joy and peace and then we'll find our purpose. Well, some of us just need to go out and do stuff to help people and live through that purpose. And that will plant the joy and the hope and the peace. Okay. Which we can do a whole nother episode and unpack that, that whole aspect of it. But just again, what are the other three main barriers? Things that we've done. Think about it, journal it, write through it, forgive yourself. Oh my gosh, we got to forgive ourselves. It's something that we is so important. We'll do an episode on that soon. And how do we do it? Right. Cause it's one thing to say, surrender to God. Or forgive yourself. Well, okay, well, Danny, how? We're going to walk through the house, okay? Because I do believe there are ways that we can learn to do this. It takes time, okay? I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Not everything is magical or microwavable, right? It's more like a slow cooker, right? The other barrier is things that have been done to us. That's another component. And have compassion for yourself. Jesus never intended for you to endure some of the things that you've endured. And finally, grief. Giving ourselves the space. And the realization, am I grieving? Is this grief? We're going to have another episode shortly too on grief. People who have endured like the most tragic of grief have learned when they've, they've done their work, really have something to give us all who are just trying to navigate. Is this grief? How can I have grief? It's not compared to someone else's grief. We got to stop comparing. The comparing mind can be the death of joy too. So we need to put the comparing mind away and just find compassion and grace and love for ourselves and what we're struggling so that we can walk in all the purpose and all the joy and all the peace that I believe God has for us. All right, you guys, this was a long one. I hope it blessed you. Let's wrap this up. And then we have some awesome conversations with some folks coming on in the next couple of weeks. Email us if you need anything, if you need prayer or anything like that, please. I, we do have a prayer team. And if you'd like to join the prayer team, please email me as well. That would be great. I'd love to talk with you about what that would mean and all of that. Again, if you want to email and get in touch, it's hello at dannysumner.com. D-A-N-I-S-U, M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, E-R.com. As always, there'll be a link in the show notes with my email address, as well as all of the show notes about the barriers and the fruit of the spirit and, and all that sort of stuff. All right. I love you guys. Let me say a little prayer for you. Father, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. I thank you for that scripture in Galatians. Lord, and I thank you for the idea of looking at it like a diagnostic tool. Like what is going on? How can we diagnose <laughs> and not in some, you know, how can we figure out, how can we use it as a way to figure out where we are so that we can move through whatever we are walking through to find more hope and more joy and more purpose and more peace God, I thank you. I thank you for my friend. Whatever they are walking through, Lord, be with them. Lord, may they sense you. May they sense that you are good. And Lord, I pray that you would just help them to know how loved they are and how important they are on this planet. Bless them and fill them by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, love you guys. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.